You're tuned to Vibes FM. I am Sarah C. And today's special guest is Protégé. He's got a new album, In Search of Lost Time. And if direction determines destination, then he is climbing on past the stars. This album for me is the best one yet. He's the king of calibration. He's managed to balance making something so commercially delightful and still not losing his cool. So we're really pleased that he's made time to talk to us. Protégé, welcome to Vibes FM. Thank you so much for that introduction. I feel very special. <laughs> I was trying to be cool and find some way to get calibration to rhyme with indignation. I'm going to tweet that sometime today, by the way. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I don't have the flow. It's, it's, it's true. I don't have the flow. Congratulations, though, on everything. The tiny desk oh my goodness fresh from a tiny desk in your back garden yeah how lovely was, was that it was crazy it was crazy i was gonna do it in my living room and then um lindsay who did the art direction and set design was like no you can't do that like you, you need to do it in your backyard i make like some colors i make some color things i make some shelves it will look like an outside office like you can't be doing it from Jamaica and then go indoors. Like, so the, I'm glad I listened to her and um, she did a dope set design. And, you know, Yannick and everyone who filmed it, my band, we haven't played music in so long. So it was just good to put something together specifically for a tiny desk and um, people love it. Definitely. Did they actually give you, this is what I wonder, because you have this whole backyard. Did they give you dimensions? Did they say, listen, you've got to fit it into this tiny little space? No, they were like, they just did like, there were, there were directions, but not in terms of that. It was more, I don't know the words, production-based stuff, but um, we just did it there to just give it a vibe and then set up a mini office out there. You know, I just thought it was so cute and um, people really seemed to love it. So it's been out for two days, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it's lovely. And it also gives you a chance to showcase, I guess, at least the outside of the Habitat studio. This album is the christening of that studio, really, isn't it? It is for me. The first, the real christening for that studio was Lila's um, The Experience. That was the first project that um, came out of the studio and then um, Savannah's and then mine. So it was like a proper summer of christening for the studio, three projects in four months. And um, I'm super proud of the sound of the studio and what we've been able to do here. Yeah, it, it is incredible. As I said in the introduction, you have just managed to blend. It's still reggae because as far as I'm concerned, if, it, if it's from Jamaica, we can say it's kind of reggae. If it's got a Jamaican something, it's kind of reggae, but we, we won't, we've pushed the boundary so far now. I think they've come all the way back round. What a way to start an album. It, it feels like a statement of unity. And I think that the children of the so-called reggae revival, I think you're all hippies at heart. <laughs> it's crazy. It's almost like a new era as well, too. I feel like reggae revival era, to me, was the decade of 2010 to 2020. And I feel like 2020 to 2030 is bringing in a new era. Like, uh, you would say the kind of offsprings from what, you know, like say I was doing so like Leela and Coffee, I don't I don't call them like as our generation. It, for me it's like it's the same thing but it's a new it's like a new wave of what we were doing. It's like a it's like a, a new like new songs, new interpretations and 
for me to start with coffee was to get the ball to be like, yo, this is, we're switching it up. Like, this is a new, this is a new whole thing right now. And on the chorus too, like, we had so many of them in there. Chronics is on the chorus, Jazz, Leela, Savannah, Ayo, Royal, do like, just everybody being like together in there. And um, it's, a, it's such, I love to start my album to let somebody be like, yo, right away, this is like, yo, this is some serious thing happening right now. So it, it worked. It's amazing. And it's amazing that Coffee cites you as her influence. And, and what I liked that she said was she says, you don't just rhyme, you can make it make sense. Yeah, man, big up, big up to Coffee. She's um, been doing really, really well to, to move the culture forward and to expand and build on the work that we have done so that's great and your flows are really complimentary you, you almost sound like musical brothers and sisters we are we are we basically are like she she studied a lot from my style when she was growing up and to be fair like i've been studying her since she's come out as well so um it's it's gonna sound really good together you know what i mean yeah, I, th I think everyone's asking now after that, though, it almost like the natural progression would be, we need Damien Marley. To do what? To jump on a collaboration with you. Oh, you know what? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the collaboration people, like people have been um, for years, for years. And he's one, definitely one of my people who I, I studied a lot to as well. So hopefully one day it will have, can happen. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it would be crazy. I'm sure it will happen. I'm not even worried. So deliverance comes like the story so far. It seems hard to believe that in 2008, people would be like, no, no, not in my studio, sir. Yeah, it's facts, though. It's big facts. Mm, I could, couldn't get anybody to record me or believe in me. And um it was just a, le a lesson that, you know what, you have to struggle for something. Because my life, for the most part, growing up was void of any struggle. You know what I mean? Like my, my parents that really believed in me and took care of me and supported me. So it was, um, the making it in music was my first struggle. And um, I think I went through all of these things and it prepared me to be the man who I was, to, who I am today. And to be doing the things I can do, like running a label, running a studio. I had to do so much stuff for myself. When I say myself, I mean me and my team that know we can do so much things in music. So it really worked out for us in the best. That's right, because your record deal, RCA via Six Course, and I think it's Archie Davis, isn't it? And the Six Course was almost his deal with RCA and he's introducing them, I guess, to the sounds of Jamaica or perhaps some new and fresh sounds was how it worked out? Not exactly. So Archie, Six Course is his, 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 his thing. But Archie is vice president of marketing for RCA. So that's where he brought me into RCA directly. So um, my deal is with RCA, Indig is with RCA, and Six Course is part of it as well. Um, big up Archie for giving me this opportunity um, had an awesome talk with him and AK on the phone. Those two are the people who really brought us over there. And, but it goes all the way up to the top. You know, Peter Edge, you know, who is British, and um, he loves Jamaican music. And he grew up, like said, telling me that he listened to a lot of 70s and 80s reggae. And um, he just loves what our culture does and wants to help to um, bring it, what you say, 
to the global market. Yeah, you know, we had Tessellated on the show a couple of weeks ago and he said the same thing. He can't believe the love he's getting from the UK. And in a nerdish way, if I look on Spotify, you get more listens from the UK than anywhere. No, that's not true. You know, it was more in London than in any other city. London loves you like, whoa. Yeah, and I love London. That's my favorite city. So you have no idea what it means to, to be able to, um, to connect. You know what I mean? To connect yeah. with people in London is like, is like the thing. It's, it's the mecca of music for me, like outside of Jamaica. You know what I mean? Like Jamaica is the mecca, world music for me, Jamaica. But outside of Jamaica, London is my favorite city musically. And um, I love that the music is connecting there. I love that coffee is like a mega star in London, chronic superstar popcorn like you know what i mean it's like london is really really dope for music so i'm glad it's connecting there for artists that are um i guess coming forward i'm sure a lot of people are looking at you and almost trying to write the little template you know whereas you i think haven't really followed anyone you've actually gone your own way um and particularly the, the point that you make about owning your own masters and i guess it's it's with that in mind that you made the deal that you made with rca yeah, it was that I had the option to not own my masters. And obviously when you don't do that, you probably get more money and you get more um, upfront. But um, it's an example I wanted to set for my artists as well. That um, And even them, like I cut in my artists and their masters from start. You know what I mean? Like, like Leela owns half of her masters, Savannah owns half of her masters, and they both were executive producers. And, um, on the project and I think it's just a good a good way to good example to set because I think it's important at some point in your career now maybe you have to sacrifice one album to own three you know what I mean you have to make the best decision for yourself at the time and at this time now it's best for me to own my stuff yeah when we spoke to Lilla actually she she was pleased to have invested in her own project and I think it makes a difference too in feeling some ownership of it for sure. I, I, when I was doing the project, I told both of them, look, I can give you the money and you can go buy a car or an apartment or something or spend on that. Or we can keep the money and invest it back into your project and you'll own your stuff. And both of them were like, yo, I'm on it. Like, I'm with it. And that was so pleasing for me to... Because to, I want to give them the option. You know what I mean? I'm not telling them what to do. And they chose that. I was very pleased with them. A hundred percent. I love the vibe about royalty too. And it's hilarious that of that song, it, Popcorn's wonderful. The video's incredible. The song's really cool. It makes us think about self-respect and royalty. But the funny thing to come out of it is Popcorn's sense of humor. Like his singing. If I ever make it in a life. As, and it's, it's actually amazing that you could bring out sense of humor because that's not the first thing that comes to mind when you think of popcorn. No, but you know what? To be fair, man, yo, it's jokes. It's, it's nonstop jokes. If you know what I mean, I say it's like, um, it's like, how do I say? It's just always fun. So he on the track, when I sent him the track, he was dying with laughing. He was, he called me back. He's like, yo, 
in life. And he just found it. He was like, yo, that's some Eddie Fitzroy style, yo. I love it. I have to do this. And he was just excited from, um, from, from the start up until now. Up to now, he'll be like, yo, I love the song. It'll go good, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. And the last song we're going to talk about is Strange Happenings. And it is a strange happening because I listened through to the album a few times and it just goes so quickly. And then the next thing I know, I'm listening to Strange Happenings. And it comes like a meditation. It is by far and away my favorite track. Played it on the radio last week. The feedback was crazy. People were messaging me about the lyrics. And if you can get people on the radio to message you about lyrics... You're doing yeah. really well. Uh, thank you so much. I think that, um, how do I say, that song is really resonating with people and it had to be the final song. When I was just a young boy, maybe like 17, Sarah from Vibes FM would come and mash up the scene. Hey, Sarah C, Vibes FM, this is Protege representing Ezo. I wrote that song to pretty much pull the album and tie the album together and make the listener be feel like it was a complete project. So that song was done with that psychology in mind too. And you know, even just to start with the guitar after like royalty was to say, hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna dial it down a bit now and um we're gonna really put everything into context and I and that's why I love making albums. That's why I don't like just making random songs because if I wasn't thinking in an album context, that song would never have come come about. And um, I love it as well. And I'm just, right now, I feel I have 10 singles. I feel I have 10 singles. And I it's just, I'm just waiting for it at different times to really get behind a song and push it. So, I mean, that song will get its fair chance to go out and, and have an impact as well. That is wonderful. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I just can't go without doing a bit of credit where credit's due. You've surrounded yourself with some amazing people, the visuals, the creatives, the musicians, the new producers, the violin player. I had yeah. that with Lilla IK. We discussed just how lovely to have a violin. Yeah. We should just do a quick roll call of those important musicians. I mean, yeah, that's Danny that's- Basie in your band, you know that quality is important. It's very important. And just making the album was dope because like Zaya who plays the violin, like he's a dope producer. He produced Same So, he produced like Royalty, he produced Strange Happenings, your favorite song as well. And I tell you something, you know, we did those three songs the first day I ever worked in my studio. Right? Three songs in the first day. That 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 was awesome. And um, you know, he did that that What's dope with the young producers? So obviously Super Dopes is on the project who is a legend. Stephen McGregor, Winter James. Like those three are like three established top tier level producers. And, um, and it was fun doing songs with them. They, they, they accounted for five songs on the project. And, and the other five now getting to work with the, the, the young producers and then incorporating, you know, like Danny Basie and Monty on the instruments of these. So these, these kids will bring a beat and it will sound good. And, but the soul is, is, is some more soul is needed. And we're bringing a Danny Basie now to be like, all right, I love this vibe. I'm going to put a, a, 
a, a, a my take on the baseline on it now and then it becomes so authentic so quickly so yeah deliverance has a trap vibe to it too and thing but when you listen to that baseline and the hi-hat and you know that wow this is really reggae music and it's just it's just modern and that's what i want to do is just shift the way we 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 um define the music that we do or, or maybe not be able to define the music that we do it's becoming that way i think we've pushed the boundaries so far now they they've fallen over That's nice what i think has happened is zaya the same zaya that used to be at kabaka pyramids camp and did that song black woman um yeah but he was never with um in kabaka's camp but he he did black magic woman Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, dope, dope. That song, that song is on my label as well, and um, all of this stuff has been. But but he he was Don's protege at Don Carleone's studio. That's where I met him in 2013, and he did work as a as a little youth them time there. He did work on Black Cinderella and Eighter Affair, and he did play violin on Come My Way and Eighter Affair. So we had worked before seven years ago, but I me mean, now he's matured into just a I would say a musical genius. You know what I mean? He's a genius. The way how, when you see his eyes working, like it's something, it's like a robot. It's something to see. It's amazing. And then Ayatash, who did self-defense and, um, and um, deliverance and did no to self at Janine as well. And um, just lots of, these, these youths, Natural High Grey Show, they're, they're really doing an awesome job. JLL, the producers are really giving me life now and also challenging me to create new songs. Exactly. And of course, you, you did the track with Alicia Keys, Underdog, which I'm thinking gives us a little taste of what may be yet to come. And it's outrageous to have just got an album and to already be looking forward to the next one. But we are. Well, I am too. I am too. That's what keeps me going, make, knowing that, okay, that one is done. Now I have to do something doper. And this album is so dope to me. It's a bit already um, intimidating. But I know once I start to do the work, the music will, will come through. It's an absolute joy. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. We really do appreciate it. Do you have a message for the Vibes FM listeners? In fact, do you have a message for London? Um, London, I miss you so much. I haven't, I haven't been there in a year and a half. It's my longest time not being in London. I can't wait to come back. Thanks for the support. Keep, keep listening to the music. Go and stream it. Spread the music and and um, give thanks for your support of Jamaican culture. <laughs>